0: You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. I'm Chris. Chris, what do we talk about on this bullshit show? We talk about relationships. Like love. Sex. Butt stuff. Rock and roll. Anal. All of it. Beads.
1: Yeah. Wieners. uh, Yeah. Love. (laughs) Death.
0: Family. Kids. Friends. We talk about all of it, all relationships, whether it is a paternal relationship or an intimate relationship or a friendship. Yeah, that's good. We're good. We're good. So, uh, Chris, uh, I came over tonight and Chris had made this delicious chicken pasta garlic cheese sauce thing that uh, had uh, obviously extra meat in it because there was a lot of chicken in this bowl and it was delicious Chris and I just want to say thank you oh
1: you're welcome it's very good it was a full chicken
0: breast Mm. yeah I made a I would have I would have guessed more than one chicken breast based on the quantity of chicken that I just ate
1: no I sliced it up real thin um no the kids had sports tonight and uh today was my day off so they got home from sports we had a meeting with somebody we uh so I made them hot dogs and chips and stuff. And they were like, that's all we want for dinner. And I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. So then we got home and Tara's like, I'm starving. And I was like, okay, I'll make you something. Like
0: make me food, man.
1: Basically. So I made that for her and she seemed okay with it. I put broccoli in hers. I didn't know if you gave a shit about vegetables. Uh, I love broccoli. Noted.
0: Do, for future reference, yeah, future reference. Broccoli will give me tremendous flatulence.
1: Oh, dude, you're going to fart hard anyway because there's a fuck ton of garlic in that's that. That's
0: good. Yeah. It's good. I like that. Take so, that
1: minced garlic and just
0: bam. I love that. I Dude, love I, garlic. I love minced garlic. One of my one of my wife's – one of the recipes that my wife makes that I is absolutely – Is that garlic adore. chicken? Yeah, chicken and 40 cloves. Now, 40 cloves of garlic, that's that's not enough garlic for either of us. But what she'll do is she'll get a whole chicken. She'll break it down. She'll essentially roast it with all this garlic and everything in it. And then we'll make uh, like, a, like a French baguette. Get a couple baguettes. We'll slice them into, you know, easily handleable. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You know, easily handleable things. And then we'll put butter and then we'll take the garlic that was steeping with the chicken and then just smash it because it's basically jelly at that point. Yeah. And you just have these butter garlic smear. Oh, my God. I mean, I would I'll practically shit myself. I'm so gassy after That's that. That's awesome. But it's so tasty. Yeah. So. I've been I've been doing a lot of soul. Fuck, sorry, microphone. I am so unprofessional. I'm gonna get arms soon. Mm, moist. Yes, I like that. It's a major key. Um, but I just I don't know. I feel, so I'm 45 now, and if the lineage on 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 both sides of my family are in education or either side of my my bloodline, um, you know, I, I mean, I've got 80s, mid 80s early to mid nineties.
1: So you're halfway
0: likely. So I I am halfway and I just, I don't know. I've just, I've been taking a lot of stock on my life recently. And, you know, I, I feel like that I've done in the last couple of years, it's just been a disservice to everyone in terms of, not putting forth effort. And I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine, some friends over on Sunday. We were talking and I said, you know, he, he was basically talking about his job and receiving a promotion and how well his bank branch is doing and that sort of thing. And he pointed Ooh, out like, yeah, and he pointed out that he doesn't really try. And I said, you know, you ever think about what your life would be like if you did Like if you really did put forth effort. Yeah. You know, I have, I have coasted for 45 years and the only thing that really concerns me is that I've noticed I I can't do what I did when I was young, but I I didn't care then. I don't care now, but it was easier then. It just came easier then. It was easier to coast. Now, I. I feel like that I'm gonna have to put in effort, but I also think that I don't wanna put in any effort if it's not for me specifically. For sure. I don't I don't wanna do this for other people, right? So I, I think me moving and opening my own store or pursuing a different career where I'm my boss is a good idea because I just, I just don't give any number of fucks if it's for somebody else. And I know that sounds terrible, but I just, I just don't care. I go to work and I just don't care, you know, and I don't have malice toward them. Like I, I don't sit there and steal and dicker on my phone and, and not do my job. But, you know, I would be a liar if I said I went above and beyond. And I, I I used to not be that guy.
1: So there's like there's some level of, I guess, resentment that happens with time if you were robbing yourself. Right to do for somebody else right and i think everybody gets there and uh i think everybody gets there in a different way like i i don't know for me personally i'm i'm a crazy person Mm -hmm. and i like to see results now so if i'm doing something and it's yielding results this is good this is what i want to see if it's not then i need to change it up and uh when you go to a job and you're performing well and if you're not being noticed for it like that's it's fucking ridiculous. Like you feel like you're being cheated sure, at that but, point.
0: But if I was if I was my boss, I would have a serious talk with me and you know point out that you're not doing the job to you know the best of your ability, and I want to understand why.
1: I don't think your boss has any idea what your ability is.
0: Nah, I think that's fair. I think that's I think that is a very valid point. And I think part of the reason why I just don't give a fuck.
1: Well, I think so. Okay, looking at your job, like because I visited you at work today mm-hmm. and. I go into the store. The store looks fucking fantastic Thank right you. now.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, they, they've done a really nice job.
1: And there's some of the stuff that you've been requesting for basically since it opened that's happening now. Getting the miniature displays and stuff like that. Sure. And those are fucking sick. Like, super badass. It. I think it's a stain on the table. Ah. I need to sand this whole table down. I'll do that when we move. Moist. Uh, but... You've got all these things that are starting to like look right and click and like I'm like oh, but Mike did that and then he's like oh, Mike painted these miniatures. Right. Mike did this and I'm like yeah, Jesus. She, but,
0: but but I'm not. But I'm not the only person. I mean, you know, to Joey's credit, she's a, a lot of the improvements in the store. Those fall on her. Yeah, I really do.
1: That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's good because she's the. Assistant, assistant manager I, or whatever. I don't,
0: yeah, that's another problem I have with the job. I'm not going to get into that on the There's mics, not a hierarchy. There's the 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 structure is shit, and there is no there is no obvious chain of command. And even when there are pretty clear indications, they're not followed. I mean, there there, there is an obvious chain of command. I misspoke. That's not true. We do have a clear chain of command. It's just not respected. Gotcha. Yeah, from either end. Yeah, that's bugs. That's always bugged me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not a military person. I've never served in the military, but I've always felt that you should respect people's boundaries and respect the boundary of their title. And, you know, I don't think that the owner should come to any old employee and start having conversations with them that they should be having with that employee's boss. You know, I think that's a fair point and and vice versa. Well, it's so
1: weird. So, okay, if you're the owner I feel like the approach that you should have, if you're not the owner-operator, should right. be very different. Like at that point, you put a chain of command in place right. so that that can be followed. Right. Um, if that chain of command isn't going to be – yeah. like if, if that's in place, let it do its thing. Let it come right. back to you, bounce the idea, and then go back. Uh, it's. I think it's important for a business owner to visit the employees and stuff no, like that. No, I agree. I make you them wanna, feel
0: valued. You want to you know the people that work for you, and you want to understand their perce- – their- their perspective and their experience as your employee totally agree
1: but yeah i don't because he's more hands-off with the
0: store it depends on the situation
1: depends on what it is that's fair I,
0: i think a lot of it has to do with he's an extremely intelligent savvy capable person but he has trust issues and because he has trust issues, I think he's paranoid about things being filtered through one person that get to him. So I think that he likes to spend time in the store, not because Stu's not capable, but because he has a need to see things for himself.
1: I I think that's fair, though. Like here, if you're the guy with the money that's taking the risk, that's very fair. But I think you should have more of a hand in operation as well. If that makes sense. No,
0: I agree. I I absolutely agree with that. Like, right. you if, if
1: you're going to be the owner operator, see of the operations. Right. And here, there are going to be times where you ask an associate something and they tell you something that might not necessarily respect the chain of command. But generally speaking, you know, have you talked to your boss about this, blah, right. blah, blah. And if it's an ongoing right. issue and then the manager or whomever has not reported it then to their higher up and the right. owner, well, that does turn into an issue. But the way that the division of power is there is also very odd. So you have a store manager that oversees basically the finances of the store.
0: Right, he's an administrator.
1: And then you have, I guess I want to call it an operations manager almost, which is I think kind of what you and Joey do. Right. Um, But it's not... Yeah, there's there's not a clear enough boundary there. Yeah,
0: no, agreed, and that 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 bugs me. But that's that's neither here nor there, and that's sort of beside the point as to what I was, you know. I am sort of got on a tangent, but I don't know. I, I just it's I don't feel valued, mm-hmm. which is fine because you know I, I I can't be resentful about that. Yeah, because. I don't think I deserve it. I don't I haven't put forth the level of effort that really deserves to be valued. That
1: store would not be what it is without the people that came in at Ground Zero. Yeah. You, Stu, Joey, a bunch of the people that were there very early on. Right. And have them start, you know, putting it together, basically. Sure. You
0: know, I, I get that. However you know i uh i had an injury to my left eye on friday at work mm-hmm. and i had to go to the emergency room i didn't work on saturday we had a big event on saturday that i wasn't there for and i wasn't there on friday evening to help prepare for and the store did great because they don't need me and i think that's really what i'm running into with things is that i'm i'm not necessary i'm not relied upon and I'm not given an opportunity to 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 do the job the way I think the job should be done. And because I don't feel important um, or necessary, I question what value I bring to things. And that, that I've been doing with, I mean, hell, I mean, I've been doing that with my marriage since my wife told me about the affair. I'm like, I mean, if you, you know, I mean, if, what, what am I here for? What, what, what do I contribute to this thing? Right. And, you know, and, and for me, I'm an, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy, you know, I mean, you don't get to be fucking somebody else while I have to shovel the snow on the, on the driveway. That that's horseshit. That's, that's his job then, you know, I mean, don't, you know, you don't, you don't make me do a job and then don't, compensate me for the job. And no, I'm not making a transactional relationship out of intercourse in a marriage, but you understand my point,
1: mm-hmm. right? Absolutely.
0: And so then it got me to thinking that every relationship that you have, right? If I'm the consumer, you know, and, and you're the business that I am consuming from, we both need to feel like that we got the better end of the deal. Yeah. And that's really the magic of it, right? But then Is every relationship like that? I mean, and should they be? I mean, are there relationships that I have in my life where I take more than I give? Absolutely. Um, But the people that are on the other sides of those relationships, do they feel that way? Like, do do they think that they're getting more out of the relationship with me than I am? And I understand that in... You know, familial, marriage, friendships, it's all very different. And, and you can't make a strict transactional business analogy for those relationships. But still, there has to be some semblance of mutual benefit for the relationship to make sense for both parties. So the greatest gift that you can give to somebody is your time. Right. And
1: your time is valuable to those people. Right. So, regardless of how you may feel like, oh, they contribute more to this than I do, you're giving them the time that they desire. Right. Or they would step away from it.
0: Well, and, and, and that's gotten me thinking quite a bit, too, about... Uh You know, about the game project that you and I have been kicking around and about Kickstarter and Patreon and sort of pursuing that. (laughs) I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, I I don't want to I don't want to work at a game store anymore. I don't want to own a game store. It's something that I know. I think it's something that I can do well. I think it's something that I will be successful at. But I just want to make shit up and tell stories for a living. That's, that's what I want to do. And so I've gotten to a point in my life, I'm like, can I make that a reality? Do I have the chops to make that a reality or should I just give up? I
1: just got so stoked when you were saying that. Why?
0: When you were like, I just want to do that. Like that, that's awesome. But I mean, it, but realistically, and I was sitting around and now I was pretty high. And of course, you know, here's what I like to do. I like to get stoned and then brainstorm. Right. Just spitball. Just make up fucking mm-hmm. crazy ideas and write shit down and make notes and then go back and look at it sober and say, OK, what what here? What's valuable? What's in not? this mess of ridiculous bullshit? Right. And that's the dream I want. I want. Here's what I want to do. I want to wake up in the morning, work out, take my dog for a walk, get stoned, brainstorm, sober up, write. And that's my work day. <laughs> That's what I want. That's my dream gig right now. So.
1: Because it wasn't the point of you moving to open up a game store.
0: No, the point. Okay, so no, the point of me moving is to move.
1: Okay, yeah, no, no, no. I get that
0: opening opening a game store is a means to an end, basically, is a means to an end. Exactly.
1: So if you do that, are you going to have any kind of time to pursue any
0: passion project? I, I don't no it's going to become my life and that's what i'm scared of is that it's going to become my life and i'm not sure if that's the life i want i You know, and I've said this, you know, many times and I'm sure the audience is tired of hearing it, but sometimes you just have to repeat steps, you know, just to to, you just have to say stuff to to get where you're going. And, you know, I've I've coasted through life, but I I truly feel my wife disagrees with me, but I I feel like I've never really given my all to anything ever. I've I've never put forth effort and worked hard hard towards something. It's not to say that I'm a stranger to hard work, but I have not said You've I, not
1: devoted yourself entirely okay, yeah, to a cause. I, I,
0: I have I have not devoted myself to anything. And I wonder if if I'm even capable of doing that. Can I? Can I devote myself to something? Can I can I take something and I mean I guess what I'm curious about is that the the big difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is not the ability to dream. It's not imagination. It's the ability to do hard work and make deadlines. It's the ability to set goals and make a roadmap toward that goal and achieve that goal. And I've never been that guy. And I, I wonder if I can not So there, there's a lot of successful people or successful
1: projects and most of it's taking the first step right uh in the book of the five rings miyamoto musashi says um a single step starts the thousand mile journey right and like most people will dream about it but they won't take the first step right and then the next one and each step right. contributes toward it and you we get so afraid of the task that's at hand right that we let it cripple us and uh you know that that's a shit sandwich,
0: right. Well, I've always had I've always had a pretty paralyzing feel of fear of failure and have, as a general rule, been fairly lucky and successful in my life um, in my relationships and with my employment that you know, I very seldom in my adult life have I had to worry about things. Um, but it makes me feel so lazy.
1: laziness is when you can do something and you don't yeah that's th- yeah. that's that's laziness that's that's me okay so what are you going to do i don't know
0: and that's where i feel lost
1: because all you have to do at this point is pick one
0: so yeah
1: that's that's really what it's about you pick one whatever that one is and then you go after it everything else has to fall by the wayside this is important and once you once you start going after that one thing you have to take aim at something in mm. order to hit it right so you take aim and that's that's the big step here that you have to, you have mm. to devote
0: yourself to right. the shot basically so uh, but and that's something i've been thinking about a lot too in reality regardless of what i'm going to do whether i'm going to open my own store or i'm I can't work a job and pursue another thing, right? I just, I, I don't have, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have that kind of motor, right? I just don't have the motor like other people do, where they work 16 hour days and they work their regular job and then they come home and they write or they build their business on their free time. I just, I don't know if I have that kind of dedication. I have that kind of fire. <clears throat> I'm, I guess I'm I'm caught between desire and complacency.
1: I guess I guess what you have to do then is
0: blow my brains out. Got it. Stop.
1: That's <laughs> ridiculous. Is uh, give yourself twenty minutes. I mean, fuck, dude. How many times a day do you take twenty minutes shitting or whatever? Dude, just fucking off. Right. And once you get past twenty minutes, well, then like if if you enjoy what you're doing, you can definitely get lost in it. And then all of a sudden, it's not a fucking 16-hour right. day. It's, oh, I, I fucking went to work, I did my job, and then I came here, and I got to do what I like. Mm-hmm. And uh, parts of what you like in order to make it financially viable, those are necessary evils, I guess. And those are the times where you have mm-hmm. to grind at it. So that's when you say, okay, this amount of time is dedicated just to this one thing. Like, I fucking I hate building websites. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it, and I'm bad at it. Uh, I have zero idea how to do it. I'll use a web builder. That's Mm -hmm. how I've done every site that I've ever made. No, I mean, and I don't think there's any shame in that, but it's, it's functional. Yeah. Uh, when I did the entertain the geeky site, that was like a fucking eight hour long ordeal. Like I picked Mm -hmm. where everything was going to go and all this shit. And then I had to get bits of code and just paste them there. And there's people that are like, come on, dude, that was easy. You use Squarespace, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I use Squarespace, but like there was a certain look that I wanted it to have. And there was a certain functionality. And like once I, achieved that right. it was okay
0: and, yeah and, and and tech for me it's got a brutal fucking learning curve
1: it does yeah. it does what well, does for everybody like unless that's all you do yeah it's fucking hard yeah. it's hard um, well here I mean we we're on the mic right now we can we can make commitments and then we have to keep them yeah so that's what I'm not gonna do oh fuck that dude I'm all about that shit Yeah,
0: I'm not gonna just so
1: when I when I said I wasn't gonna drink for the year like, mm-hmm. it's really easy to be like, eh, I was just fucking it's around.
0: It's hard to not drink. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's hard for me. No, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. That's It's fine. been tough.
1: That's fine. Okay. But you're fucking doing it. Yeah. And you've told people, yeah, I'm just not doing it. Yeah. So then there's even more reason to do it or to not do it. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. Because
0: you don't want people to look at you, you know. Well,
1: it, there's that social pressure, but then right. there's also like, this is what I've said reality is now. Right. And if so, that's reality, then I have to, yeah. I have to abide you by see, it.
0: And that's. And that's what I want, right? What What I really want out of life is I want people to listen to my stories, whether it's on this microphone or it's on Fear the Boot or it's something that I've put in print and appreciate that thing, right? And I look at all of the social media things that I do podcast basically yeah you know my affiliation with you my affiliation with my buddy daniel my affiliation with fear the boot and the fear the boot ap you know i look at all of that and i think if i'm going to take my shot right now is the moment in my life where i have maximum influence
1: yeah for sure
0: you know what I mean? So if it is something that I'm going to do, if we're gonna kickstart a game, if I want to kickstart my own sort of writing podcast project that I've been kicking around, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna do that, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to basically, you know, make that well, fuck it, just beg. Just beg for people's money. Because I'm in this weird spot too where I don't care what people think about me, but I also care a lot what people think about me. Like, I mean, you know, like if people say he's a shitty writer, but he's got a great imagination. Okay. I'm cool with that. You know, if I design a game and it, you know, fucking Tom Vassal wants to shit all over it for having bad game design, I can, I can live with that. Right. I, I can do that, but I don't want to disappoint the people who I know, right, like, you know, a guy like E.B. Hunter, you know, right now listening to the show, right? Yeah. You know, Jessica, Elizabeth, you know, Emily, whomever, right? People people that you and I know, I don't want to let those people down. I don't want to ask them for help or ask them to, hey, do me a favor. Tell your fucking friends about this project. Your friends don't know me, but they know you. And I want to leverage the strength of our relationship. So you ask your friends to give me money so I can follow my dream. You know, I can't let that guy down. But.
1: I mean I guess part of it is like once you once you take the plunge mm-hmm. there's there's really not turning back. like right. here with uh entertain the geeky, like that started to get into a really good place and then just fucking. I want to call it scheduling, but that that wasn't the biggest issue. The right, biggest that be issue
0: disingenuous. is we,
1: we let it fall by the wayside and like we let a Kickstarter project and all kinds of stuff that we were right. working on that was basically ready fucking die because none of us were willing to put the effort into it at that point. Right. Uh, and, you know, we made all these fucking promises that we didn't follow through with. Sorry, everybody. Um, and it was a shit sandwich, but like it was a it was a necessary failure, I yeah. suppose. Uh, I got to. I got to learn a lot. Right. I learned a whole lot. Like I'd never podcasted before. I mm-hmm. didn't know how to do any of the sound engineering or anything like that. Not that much goes into it here with the show, but there, it was just a bunch of shit that I didn't know or understand. And now it's, it's fucking easy. And, uh, like, I'm like, oh, dude, we could we could fucking make that game blow it up. It's just putting a little bit of effort into yeah. getting it going. Yeah.
0: I looked into that other game, by the way, that you yeah. showed me. It's very different. Uh, well, no, yeah. I, I assumed it's as very, much. It's very, very different. So basically, the... the uh, the aesthetic, mm-hmm. the aesthetics are similar, but the gameplays will be very, very different. One but of the th- any which way. One
1: of the things that I was thinking. So Kevin Smith. People are like, stop being so fucking vague. No, no, no. Uh, Kevin Smith launched a game company. Another person who liked better when he was fat, but I. So I, I love that man. I fucking love him, and he is one of the coolest people in the world and I've never fucking had a conversation with a guy. I had him pat my arm and smile at me. That's yeah. the most I've got out of this man. Uh, but I've been completely inspired by him and he's, he's fucking put out board games now. What? Yeah, I have one. Uh, one of them's called smell my finger <laughs> <laughs> and you put different. Yes, I will. Inside of these fingers and you smell them and you try to guess what it is. It's fucking hysterical. Hmm. So uh, there's that. And then he made another one where it's like a, Cards Against Humanity style game or that uh, apples to apples style, Mm -hmm. you have these two cards and then the, I guess, cards are whatever you want to call them for the sake of this game. The controller, he says yes or no. There's two different scenarios, basically. Which one would you rather do? Hmm. You do that and then you roll a die. Each each card has three things that you can do. Um, You decide, Okay, once you roll the die, that determines which one you do. And then you uh, you read through that scenario or you do the battle or whatever that entails. And the cards are like, OK, this is the one that I want. And then everybody guesses which one they want. And cards are divvied out, which is ultimately the win con hmm. who understands the group the best.
0: Right. Yeah. A know your judge sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Which is which is how those games. All of mean, them are yeah, the same. The the standard strategy. So
1: that's, uh, you know, that's kind of fucking cool. And I was like, man, we should fucking just reach out to him
0: what if we just put our shit under his could you imagine though how many people a bajillion no, no 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 how oh you so maybe you are understanding where i'm going yeah how many people reach out to him but what if it was like hey this is what we've got we want
1: to put it in print we'll right. put it under your banner you get x amount of the money from it it's already done mm-hmm. artists and everything have already done if you don't do it that's fine we're gonna do it ourselves but right uh you know you already have the platform and this could be a big ordeal. Right. Uh, let's do it right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I think that could work well. But, you know, that being said, I don't. I love Kevin Smith, but I don't need Kevin Smith to do right. something like that.
0: Well, and that's that's exactly it, too. I mean, if you look, if you I mean that guy spent decades getting doing, to where he is doing a lot of hard work. Yeah. A lot of a lot of long nights, a lot of a lot of putting his personal interests and hobbies on hold to follow this thing that he loved that he was passionate about but that he really wanted to take a shot at and make he threw a everything at it anybody he, he, and he did it yeah right? i was
1: gonna say he threw everything at it and that's the biggest thing like he he had his aim he took it and then he took a shot right and most people fucking get too scared to even aim right and it's like okay so now it's just a matter of picking what what we yeah. have to do here. And that's
0: where, and that's where I'm at too, is that I don't want to wake up in 10 years and realize that I've wasted another 10 years. I've already wasted 45. You got a bunch of skills and shit that you needed. I did, I did,
1: you know. You were able to hone some stuff like shit, dude. I've been doing sales since I was a fucking 19 year old kid. Right. And I never, ever, ever wanted to do sales. Never. Right. You get fucking good at it though. Right. You do it for 10 years, you fucking get really good at it. Mm-hmm. And you learn how to Play the game, basically. Um, I'm horrible at office politics. Like, I can't do that. Right. I do that poorly. Uh, But the thing that I do well is the essential function of my job, which is get somebody
0: to say yes. You're competent you know you're reliable and those things are important far more important than navigating the political waters of the office now you may not advance to the highest levels because you're not that person but certainly you can get to a good spot i mean you've done it time and again i
1: have but like it so i came into my new gig and i love the place that i work for they take care of their people. The people there are all fucking cool. Like everybody there wants to be there. Uh, is everything perfect? No, of course not. Yeah. There's you know no, what I mean? No job. There's is. no utopia. Uh, but like it's it's great. And at the last place that I was at, all that I wanted to do was fucking go in, murder everything and get promoted. Right. And I fucking did it. And here I'm like, I don't care if I get promoted. Right. Not one fucking bit. Um, This is this is a mean to an end if I'm not then taking that just animosity that I was attacking the last job with Mm -hmm. and focus it on something else, well then that's going to fucking fester and die. Then I'm going to be resentful later on in Mm -hmm. life. And like, that's not acceptable. So I like you, I've recently been kicking around. I'm like, okay, what, what do I do? Because here, based off of what I know about my family, I'm fucked. Like I get to be 65 maybe. So I'm halfway done. Hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, cancer is going to get my ass. So
0: yeah, it is. <laughs> you notice know, my new tattoo on my dick is just cancer. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> my grandma died of colon cancer. Yeah, yeah she did. Uh, Wrecked that ass. So I'm like, you know, that's, that's going to fucking be what gets me ultimately. So I'm halfway done and I have to basically take every bit of tenacity that I have and just be ferocious mm-hmm. and go get something now. And I have to decide what that is. Uh, And like, I love doing the podcast and shit, but fuck, we half ass this shit. We don't, we're not active on social media like we should be and all this stuff. And I'm like, what, what would it take? Like sit down for 25 minutes, one day a week, two days a week and schedule social media posts, have them go up like, so fucking what? And then respond to some shit. Mm -hmm. That's not that fucking big of a deal. I can do that. Uh, that then we can start to grow the following bigger and then we can start to lever social leverage or, you know, then we have that social leverage that's important. And then we get to do the other other parts of the project. Uh, and that's that's what has to happen. So, mm-hmm. like now I'm like, OK, we have to have guests on the show. Like it can't just be the same three people or whatever. Like that's not viable. I know that because I've done that before and it doesn't work. Right. So now it's like, OK, let's see who wants to come on. Right. Let's see who wants to talk. Yeah,
0: I think us interviewing people about their relationships and talking about, I mean, I think that that's bringing in a third body to break things up, to break the monotony for us and for the listener, I think would be good for this show. Well, we're going to start doing that. And listeners, if you want to be on the
1: show. Fuck, come on in. Let us know. Uh, You can fucking put it in the comments. You can send us an email. Yeah, you you can talk about your, your weird,
0: fucked up, poly... Amorous, whatever. I just, I don't even know how this works anymore. I don't even know. Yeah, y'all are. I fucked just, up. I just know that I'm weird for being monogamous. Yeah, and heterosexual, and I'm some kind of monster. Yeah, you are. Yeah, we should be put in camps. Uh, we're working on it no good deal. yeah we're working on it
1: um yeah. we're gonna make a camp for ourselves it's gonna Ooh. be it's gonna be like a summer camp
0: oh like taka waka laka daka daka do that's the one that's the camp laka. so i'm glad i'm glad that uh your dog dart is gotten off of his enormous dick because of that t- so this dog's fucking packing number one number two he would not stay off of his dick he, he i mean he was gobbling he, lo- he loves he <laughs> <laughs> the what,
1: what's what's weird <laughs> is i'm like if you would just fucking put the lipstick out like you could have a lot more fun with that what are you doing <laughs> pussy <laughs>
0: want <laughs> to get the red rocket out. Like, that's exactly right, but he's too scared to
1: do it. He's yeah. like, I can't even get a boner. right Darth cannot have boner. Why? I well, he can. He just yeah. He gonna say it doesn't pop out often. Hmm. I like that about him because if yeah. he was rubbing his willy all over me and it's got that shiny pink thing sticking uh, out, gross. Of it, I'd be fucking punting his ass. Yeah, I'd
0: be like, well, that's What's, dead doe right there.
1: It's funny he uh, he does not like me the most. Um. Because I am order to him. I am the law. I'm the tyrant of the house. Mm -hmm. So like if I don't want him to fuck with me, I'm like, dude, fuck off for a little bit and we'll love each other later. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, I get it. We can love each other later and he'll fucking go do something else. And then I'm like, dude, quit fucking licking your dick. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, all right, all right, I'll go lick my dick in the other room. I'm like, go fucking lick your dick in the other room, asshat. So he'll go do that.
0: (laughs) You called him an asshat. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, so Tara finally got me to do the dart voice on a, on some video that she made with him. And she's like, I showed it to everybody at work. They loved it. And she's like, we should make that like a video thing that we do. And I'm like, you know, we can do that, but I don't want to fucking edit video. Like I've started the process of trying to learn how to do that. I fucking hate it. It sucks
0: ass. That's a tremendous amount of work. It is. Well, I don't,
1: I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. What you doing, babe?
0: Get what? A pen? Okay. Who's her best friend? The girl that I used to date. Oh, right, and, right. Okay. No, no. I just assumed. So, when she came in and said that she was getting something for her best friend, I just assumed that it was, you know, a euphemism of some kind.
1: Yeah, no, it was no euphemism. She was
0: getting a pen for her friend. Nice. Um, It's so, weird. So, Chris, what do you want to do? Like, if you... Not where did you see yourself when you were a kid, but like right now, what do you, what is it? What do you want? What do you want to do? I've
1: always only wanted to work for myself Mm -hmm. and taking a job and all that shit was always to make enough capital in order to make that reality. Um, The plan recently was to get a bunch of money, fucking buy real estate, sell it, buy real estate, sell it, buy real estate, sell it, amass a little bit of a fortune that way and then. Uh, you know, just let that do its thing and kind of mm-hmm. live life, right? Um, with that being said, like, I I love I love doing the podcast thing. Mm-hmm. I have so much fun with this, and this is such an outlet for me. Um, it reminds me of when I used to play music. Like, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. So if I if it was like an aim of what do you want to do, um, I would like to just get to be this personality and let that be work. Um, I enjoy designing games. I have so much fun with that. Uh, the thing that I run into with it is like, you fucking do it and then you're like, all right, we're
0: good. And you just let it sit. And that's, Mm
1: -hmm. that's where that gets shitty.
0: Well, up at the, up at the shop where up at miniature market where I work. Um, Twice a month, there's a group of guys uh, and women, group of people. Yes, I use just guys generically. Group of folks, yeah, yeah. There are a group of folks that come up and they do board game design, game design. They do prototyping, play testing, that sort of thing. And I'm not saying that you need to come up and do that, but what I am saying is, is that that is the next step is actually getting your game in front of other people who make games. For sure. Some of these people have been published, have actually had games published, you know, and, and on the market and what have you. So getting something to that next level is, is 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 the is the right step getting it in front of people to play test to critique to provide you with feedback so you can then go back to the drawing board no know? that's
1: it's fair point What what's bad is i always go to card games mm-hmm. um and i'm not saying the apples to apples style thing like there was one that i was gonna make years ago uh that was like a superhero themed game and it was a it was a deck-building game, and then the first game that uh, Roger and I were going to do was called um, Giant Robot Deathmatch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was going to be basically you had a deck of cards, and it represented a giant fighting robot. Your opponents had a deck of cards, and as you would fight each other,
0: you would lose components so your deck would go away. Sure, yeah. It's called Giant Killer Robots. It- It's a board game. Is it really? Yeah. That's hysterical. It's a deck deconstruction robot fighting game. Some fucking cocksucker stole my idea. But it's from what a workshop. Um it's it's I forget the game design company and Weta Workshop, the people that did the Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's got these kick-ass miniatures and buildings. Oh, and, I saw that yeah, one. It's really it's it's really, really neat. Now, with that said, your idea is similar, yes, but different enough that it could still be its own game.
1: Well, the, the whole point of the game was to do like a living card game kind of thing, mm-hmm. but you could only have so many components
0: in right. a deck. Right.
1: So you can't have a robot with twelve legs because it wouldn't fucking stand. So somebody would walk up and just start punting you. Right. Uh, uh, and that, that was really the goal with it. And then you had cores and as your cores got knocked out your power, basically, mm-hmm. um, those would be kind of randomly placed throughout the deck you would shuffle it and they were just in there. If your cores got knocked out you were fucking done, mm-hmm. like your robot can't continue to function. So that was, that was the idea of you guys steal it. Fuck you. Uh,
0: well, but I mean, there are, there are, I mean, I, I dare say countless, but there are countless Examples throughout history of the same idea, the same fucking apples to apples. Yeah.
1: And everything that's followed that.
0: No, I mean, I mean, happening. Occurring simultaneously. No, for sure. You for know, sure. so and, you know, and apples to apples, and there's so many things that are derivative of it. And uh, every then, yeah. every deck building game is some derivative of uh, you know of of Dominion, and every role playing game is some derivative of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I I get it. I mean, there's uh, the the originality is 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 putting your is spin in the flavor it. itself yeah yeah it's hard to find something i mean when dominion came out and deck building games became a thing on the market i mean it was truly i mean it, it was it was something that you know really made a ripple in the industry because there's a lot of games now that have replicated that style but put their own spin on it
1: well and they're yeah i love deck builders uh but yeah so that that's That was one of the games that we were going to do. And then, you know, we get cooks and a bunch of other shit that we were doing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. But, like, realistically, I'll probably end up just being at a point to where I'm throwing money at things to make money. Right. Um, And that's, I mean, that's the goal. Financially, I want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I
0: want to be... So wealthy that my current lifestyle, future me, would consider destitute. That's how rich I want to be. I want to be so rich that I'm in a stratosphere where my peers look at my upbringing as disgusting. That's yeah. how That's how rich I want to be.
1: Well, it's so funny because we, we did this meeting tonight and the guy that we were talking to, he's like, you know, my... My parents got divorced and my stepdad was filthy rich, blah, blah, blah. And uh, like I basically – I had everything that I wanted but I didn't feel fulfilled and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, we're very different, very different because I fucking grew up poor. And that was cool as shit. Uh, Being poor was fucking awesome for me. The one really, really, really bad thing about it is money management. Like if I knew how to uh, manage my money properly early on – Fuck, dude, I'd be in an insane spot financially right now. Like, I'd, I'd be fucking killing it. Um, but that wasn't the case. So now, you know, I started learning it in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm 30 now. And it's like, oh, okay. So I basically, I got to do a start over a couple of times mm-hmm. here. And now it's like, oh, okay, it's fucking starting over is old. Yeah. Like, that's fucking stupid. So I don't, I don't want to start all over again. I'm like, I just want to build on something now. And uh, yeah, so that's really... I enjoy doing the media entertainment thing. And that's that's basically that's what I want to do. So what if
0: you could do like social media stuff as your job?
1: No, that'd be great. If if it was like, okay, if we got to sit down and record a video, but somebody else edited it, Mm -hmm. that'd be fucking cool. Uh, If it was just doing the podcast and that was if we were like Joe Rogan. Yeah. And our podcast made us millions of dollars. Right.
0: Even if it fucking paid the bills. If the mm-hmm. podcast paid the bills, I'd be fucking cool yeah. with that. I mean, I don't need to be. I want to be wealthy. I want to not worry about money. I want to travel with impunity. But I don't need that. I mean, I, 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 what I, what I, mean, ultimately, if I was making enough, if I was making as much money as I am now, writing short stories and doing podcasts and that sort of thing, yeah, I would be, I would be ecstatic.
1: If, if I was making just a hundred thousand dollars a year. And doing it, that would be the goal. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, that's not fucking rich. No, Um, it's 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 comfortable. It's comfortable. comfortable. Even if it was. Six figures is good. Even if it was 70, like, they say 70,000 is the cutoff for financial happiness. Like, amassing more wealth after that doesn't technically make you happier. So, I think. I don't think I believe them, but okay. Well, with $70,000 a year, um, you don't really have to worry about money. Like your bills get paid as long as you're not fucking living in a $2 million home or something like that. You're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can attest to that. Like, that's a very fair point. Like once I got to that mark to where I was making over 70 a year, like I'd say, I'd say eight to $10,000 a month is the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can go to fucking target, spend a grand and you're not worried about having just spent a thousand dollars. Right. That's fucking Awesome. That's a good feeling, and uh, that's the type of shit. Like that's basically if I could be there, and keep doing, just do this shit, that would be f- fucking sick.
0: So, what is holding you back from doing that? You
1: no, know, the big thing that's been holding me back from doing that is I do not like doing the social media part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fucking like it. Uh, I want, I want to get more followers and listeners and all that fun stuff, but I don't want to. I don't want to fucking play this social media game where it's like, oh, look at how good everything is for us all the time. It's fucking not, dude. Like yeah. we've talked about an affair on the show and all kinds yeah. of fucked up shit.
0: Yeah, it's talked a lie. It's, yeah. it, it's a lie. It's like I've, I had friends over on Sunday and, uh, you know, people are looking at the house and I was like, you know, this all this is a lie. They're like, you come over and my house does not look like this, you know, 90 percent of the time. It's not. This is not how I live. This is a lie, and my wife is like, "Yeah, that's the point." <laughs> and uh, and I and I said to my friends, I was like, "Look, here's what I want. I want to be so disgustingly rich that I'm going to have a second house that is always clean. That is that's com- where you have people meet that it you. is it is, is completely middle class." You know, it is not, it's not extravagant. It's not, it's not grandiose. It's just a normal fucking house. And that's where I entertain. That's where I have guests. So I don't have to clean and do crazy shit and and live in this lie. Because that's not how I live. So this house, you just come over and look at lie house. That's not how I live. You're not welcome to my real house because my wife won't let you see my real house the way I really live.
1: Which is in a state of fucking
0: manic writing. Case. It's just, it's just, it's, it's filth. It's just, I mean, disgusting. Disgust. I'm kidding, no. Well, no, like, you want, you want your space to
1: be tidy yeah. or whatever, but fuck, if you just get home and you throw your work clothes off, who fucking cares if they sit on the floor for a minute kind yeah. of thing? Uh, and that's one of those things that like when people are going to come over or whatever, you're like, we got to clean this place up. Yeah, I hate that. Well, I'm fucking bad at that. Yeah. Uh, like I'm I'm not a good cleaner. Yeah, uh, I always get I'll try to do 12 things at once and I can't. Um, I have this stupid male brain that only allows me to do one thing at a time. And I've not mastered that yeah. yet.
0: You know what it is for me? I've got eight good hours in a day. They're mm. usually consecutive. That's it. Once I've put in eight hours of doing something, I'm out. I'm spent. I'm done. I don't want to go to work and then come home and clean. But the other day I was off work. I, you know, ran errands, vacuumed, cleaned the bathrooms, cleaned the kitchen. It was nice. It's nice having the house clean. If you're staying on top of it and it's done regularly, it's easy. But then I have to have a job on top of it. Right, I know I sound like a bitch, but I just... Oof. Well, no, the, the most
1: time that you can realistically dedicate to something performing at optimal capacity is three hours. That's like it. Hmm. So if you were to sit there and paint miniatures for fucking six hours straight, your skills are diminish because your, your ability to basically continue to do that one fucking thing goes mm-hmm. away. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, three hours at a time doing I one idea. thing um I learned that from Jordan Peterson because he's like you know you can you
0: you uh, you your breath that smells like his dick
1: yeah no I love that man <laughs> uh but he he was talking about when he was writing his book he's like I had to dedicate three hours to it every day he's like and that's what I did that during that three hours and this guy's fucking his level of motivation and shit yeah. is just a it's very different than ours mm-hmm. because he's like, you know, I was a fucking professor finishing up my doctorate and all this shit. And he's like, and I was writing a book that's so heavy that it's fucking hard to read. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how the fuck did you do that? And he's like, well, what you do is you write a, you know, a page and then you go through and you deconstruct every sentence and you just try to write it as best as you can until you can't write that sentence any better. And I'm like, and you would do that for fucking three hours a day for 10 years. Mm. Fuck, dude. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't have the patience to do that. But maybe it's something that I could learn. Yeah. Because technically, I mean, technically, being 30 is still relatively young. Yeah. Uh, being 40, fuck, 40 is the new 30 at this point.
0: Yeah, I don't, uh, as a 45-year-old, I don't believe that. It is, dude. I don't, it is. no, no, it's actually. Look, look at
1: RDJ. His that, career took off when who? he was like, Robert Downey Jr. Ah. His shit took off when he was like 40. Ooh, he was okay. famous before that and all that stuff. Yeah. Part of that, you You've got, yeah, Yeah. you have the movie maker dad and you'd be famous. But like, he wasn't the superstar. He was the fuck up drug addict. And then he's fucking 40 years old. Oh, he's Iron Man. He's fucking, uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes. He's Dr. Doolittle now. Right. He's the man. So like, I don't think there's a point in time where I don't think Harrison Ford was 35 when he got his break. Stop it. True story. Yes. Huh. He was a janitor. So like thought it was a
0: carpenter it, whatever he was doing set work well, custodial engineer and union carpenter two distinctly different professions but i mean if you want to let's you know, say okay
1: let's say let's say <laughs> fucking with you, let's man. say for the sake of the story he was a carpenter fine yeah. he wasn't a bajillionaire he wasn't a fucking actor but he, like he just he was like i can do this and he fucking did it good for you man yeah and like there's not really a cutoff for that and There's not a cutoff for fucking learning new shit. It gets harder for sure, but like actually doing it, it's just a matter of trying.
0: But the the big concerns I have about trying something different and new that I'm passionate about is that I do not have the passion of my youth Mm -hmm. nor the relevance of my youth you know as a as a 45 year old you know not classically educated all my retail or all my work experience primarily the majority of my work experience is retail in the hobby industry i mean i'm not i don't have relevance necessarily to a broad audience that right there is a fucking amazing story waiting to happen though
1: think of how fucking just inspired somebody could be by that like let's say there's a dude that's 45 he's Mm -hmm. fucking done the dead-end job to dead-end job thing basically and then he fucking hears that oh this fucking dude he was he was fucking you know just working a job where he wasn't even making the average income for an american and then he does this and it blows up and he's a bajillionaire now right he has fuck you money
0: yeah however one, I mean, I don't have fuck you money Two, not yet. I, I have to be successful to be inspirational to that one guy.
1: Yeah. The, you know. All it takes to be successful, though, is actually going through the motions. And like, even when it fucking sucks, you still go through the motions like shit, dude. I, I'm at the point now, like with the show, I would sit on episodes for fucking extended periods of time for a minute and fuck, we'd go three weeks without dropping an episode. And now. I'm like, if I don't edit it and post it tonight, it'll be done tomorrow. Right. Uh, and it's because I have to.
0: Right. Like this, well, and it's you, – you hold yourself accountable.
1: Well, I mean it just has to be done at this point. Like, it, okay, so I can fucking sit on it. I can let some other project fail because I was fucking being a shit bum or I can just fucking do this thing that takes a little bit of time, post it, and – move on with whatever the fuck I need to do after that, which should probably be scheduling social media posts. Um, But like one of the things that I run into is we don't take pictures. No, we're fucking totally stupid. Um, So that's probably something that we have to start doing. I think we're going to start doing video soon too.
0: I, I, I no, I'm too fat for video.
1: No, man, the camera takes away 10 pounds. Don't you know that? That's
0: not actually how cameras work. You're so gay. That's right. What my Facebook boom? Share this shit on Facebook.
1: <laughs> Are you even posting it on the Who Wears the Pants page?
0: No, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> okay, here's what's. This is why technology fucking terrifies me. All I did was take a picture of you and it facial recognition, and it was like, oh, Mike Broder is with Chris Parsons.
1: It's at Chris's house. This is the address, everybody. That was funny. Uh, That's I was terrible. I was at work the other day with Cody, and I'm like – I was leaning up against the doorway in his office talking to him, and he stands up, holds his phone up in my face, and I was like, hey, bud, what you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm making a Snapchat. And he's like, you were just in this perfect pose. And I was like, for 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 Snapchat? He's like, yeah, I just thought it'd be funny. Then I was like, okay, whatever. Whatever, man, that's weird. But like people, I don't know, they like to post shit, I guess. I just don't. I like to repost somebody else's fucking effort. Yeah. Makes more sense. I guess I should take one too.
0: No, don't do that. Oh, yes. You've got this sexy new haircut. No, look, I just put Chris Parsons wants to wear your pants. That's right. Don't, don't, don't. It's a shame that you won't be able to get a close-up of my pupils. Oh, man. (laughs) You look rapey in that one. (laughs) Let me see. That's funny as shit. (laughs) (laughs) That is disturbing. You should totally post that. Yeah, we will. (laughs) It's creepy.
1: It's super creepy. Guys, the post that's being made right now is going to be on the show. So I think the word of wisdom of this week is pick something. Yeah. Pick something and aim at it and then yeah. fucking take your shot yeah yeah um, it's be... worth doing it's, it's worth doing like if if you don't do it then you don't ever get to reap any kind of yeah. rewards so go at it hard
0: yeah go at it hard like that sweet oh my god like that kid that you abduct.